All right, tomorrow on ESPN and the ESPN app, bowl season begins in the Bahamas. Miami of Ohio takes on UAB. Then conference champs square off uh, and the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, number 25 UTSA squaring off against Troy. Both games also available on ESPN Deportes and the ESPN app so you can watch from anywhere. And before we begin a new hour, hey, uh, Bartholomew, you ever put anybody on skates? Like Jalen Brunson did to Alex Caruso last night, this in overtime, and this is the bucket that cinches it. Oh, and down goes Caruso. They used to call me three meals back in the day, baby, when I played high school basketball. You know what I'm saying? I can, uh, we call that the hit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why three meals? Why three meals? <laughs> what, what am I missing? Oh no, Terry Mills uh, from Detroit. You know, oh, yeah, oh Terry Mills. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I hit three. Th- I hit seven threes in one game. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that much like Brunson to do right there. That was three points. I don't think Bart realizes we can't all hear what's going on in his head. That's correct. I, yes. I, mean, <laughs> I thought your neck was. I don't crazy. understand. I don't understand the words that's coming out of my mouth. Right <laughs> I don't like, expect you guys you, do. You, you, you with that, we welcome you to another hour of Get Up. We are live at the Seaport. We are brought to you by Grey Goose. Actually, there was some very, very bad news from the NBA last night. We are hoping that it isn't as bad as it may have looked. So here's the deal. Steph Curry and the Warriors in Indiana. They've been very bad on the road. They were 2-12 and 12 away from home going into this game. Steph Curry, meanwhile, has been very good all year. Candidly, he's having arguably his best season. You see him knocking down a three there and then taking it to the hole. He had 27 points in the first half, but his team is getting shellacked. Here we are late in the first half, and this is going to be a steal from Indiana. We're going the other way. Four on one break. Tyrese Halliburton knocks down a three. Indiana up 20 at halftime. Third quarter, Warriors working their way back. It's a 10-point game. And again, Steph is playing just brilliantly. Step back three. It's a seven-point game. You know, he has a knack for always finding these offensive rebounds. Ball just finds him where he is. And there he puts that one up in good. He had 38 points last night. But then this happened. Just keep a close eye on him. We're late in the third quarter. He goes for a steal on Jalen Smith and immediately grabbing the shoulder. And you can see he's in a lot of pain. Out he would go. He would score 38. That's not the story. The Warriors would lose. That's not the story. Steve Kerr, tell us the story. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow. So, um, you know, he was ruled out, you know, midway through the fourth. Uh, Training staff told me he wasn't going to play the rest of the night. And uh, we'll see. um, We'll see how he is tomorrow. This has been a, a, a tough uh, start to the season. We're in a tough stretch. I mean, if he's out, it'll for sure get tougher. But um, he's just got to persevere. All right, we're going to find out more later today. I got the football players up here analyzing this. The football players are the closest thing to doctors. <laughs> Both of them do not like the way that looked. No. Again, we will wait and hear what the results of the MRI are, and you see the number on your screen. When he plays, since Kevin Durant left, when Curry plays, they win 61% of the time they won the championship last year. When he doesn't play, they win 26% of the time. So we will hold our breath and we will wait and hear and certainly pass along news as soon as there is any on his shoulder. In the meantime, Let's put some NFL favorites on upset alert, setting up a huge weekend that starts tonight. Graziano, put a team on upset alert for me. Go. The Minnesota Vikings going to have to figure out how to stop somebody. And the Indianapolis Colts coming off a bye. Matt Ryan has obviously turned the ball over plenty this year. Maybe that will be the Vikings' defensive game plan to take it away. But if they don't start covering better, Ryan could, in fact, pick them apart and have an uncharacteristically big game for the Colts. you like the Colts to hand the Vikings I'm a second straight look. Bart, put somebody. On upset alert. I can't even believe I got to say this out loud. I can't believe the Ravens are an underdog, but I'm going to put the Ravens and I'm going to put the Browns on upset alert. I understand Deshaun Watson's back. It's going to be his third game, probably establishing the rhythm. But we got bigger things to do in 
Baltimore, man. Tyler Huntley's going to come back from the concussion. We're going to take care of business. Tucker's going to go ahead and give us some more points, and we walk away with the victory. I'm with you. That doesn't feel like an upset, uh, but it would be one as far as Caesars is concerned. Nico, put somebody on upset alert. I'm putting the Cowboys on upset Ooh. alert. Yeah, now that is something. Yeah. You look yeah. at the Cowboys, the way they played last week against the Texans, could have lost that game. You look at the turnovers that Dak has thrown. You look at the Jaguars, the way they're playing. Jaguars are playing confident. They're playing great offensive football. They're scoring points. So I, I do believe that if the Cowboys don't have a great week of preparation and, and stop thinking about the Eagles, they could get upset. So, so we'll put the picks up on the screen because Ninko told us at the very beginning today he likes Jacksonville in this game. And look, the Jaguars have been playing great. If the yeah. season started a month ago, the Jaguars <laughs> would be one of the favorites in the AFC. I mean, they are coming on strong. No they one's are. arguing. We sometimes do a feature here called Bad Week or Bad Sign. So I want to ask you that question about the Cowboys. What we saw last week from them in a, in a game against the Texans that they had barely hung on and won. Was that a bad week or was that a bad sign? I think it was a bad week. But if this week looks like last week, it's a bad sign. Yeah. So, it's a much better team they're playing. Yeah, much better. So you look at the Texans and what they are, they shouldn't have even been close. Yeah, and, and before this matchup, I said, I just want to see the Cowboys beat the bad teams badly. Mm -hmm. And they did that against the Colts. <laughs> well, you have to do that against a team that's only won two games. And when you keep one, one game, sorry, I yeah, gave yeah. more, yeah. Well, win more, time. more credit than I need <laughs> yeah. to give them. But yeah. when you keep a team around like that at the, in the fourth quarter, it can get you. And they almost lost that game. Yeah. They I were a drive people, away. I got people up here. I had Stephen A. Smith sitting right here yesterday telling me that right now he believes that the weak link for the Cowboys is their quarterback. Is that fair? I to, listen, I had the argument with Tad Prescott. He's going to be in my inbox and all that stuff. But, listen, I, I, I believe so. I mean, and when you look at it, you know, it's, it's, it's getting compounded, right? He's making bad decisions, turning the ball over since he's come back. And it's going to get worse because he lost his right tackle. Now, you, and you need, you know, Smith to come back to maybe try and create some balance so now you can put a guy on the island. But he hasn't played well. He's going to have to finish strong. And this team is going to go as far as Dak Prescott and his decision-making will take him. Last year in the playoffs, bad decision. Should have went down three yards earlier. Would have had time to spike it. Mm -hmm. Maybe have an opportunity to win the game. He always comes up short when he needs to come up big. And until he changes that narrative, narrative is going to remain. To be clear, uh, Tad Prescott is Dak's brother. When you say he's going to be in your inbox. Well, he came on my show and we is, argued is about him not being top you? 10. I mean, no, he actually came on my show and we argued about Dak not being top out. 10. Well, I said he was 10. You said he was like 12, 13. Well, I put Jalen Hurts there. You just put him in the, Everybody else put him in the MVP. I so I was right a month ago. I didn't put him in the MVP. One way or another, I just, usually these days people are in your mentions. There's are them in your inbox. inbox would be. Uh, he's old school. Well, I got AOL. AOL? You still got AOL? Well, yeah, I got, got I got the Slowski's internet. Are we worried about the Cowboys? Mom, get off this the phone. Minute? Graziano. I am not worried about the Cowboys. I, I think Dak Prescott has not been an interception guy in his career. In fact, quite the opposite. He's been very, very good about taking care of the ball. So I think this is a blip. Why? You, I'm wrong. No, I think that this, the rest of this, the remaining part, the remaining part of this yes. season and the playoffs will define Dak. Sure, absolutely. He's got to prove that in the playoffs. There's no question about it. But, you know, so, so does Jalen Hurts. But, but, so, do, uh, so do a lot of these Is guys. it Dak Prescott or is it the receivers? Because it seems like Jerry Jones is pushing the panic button, signing T.Y. Hilton, still keeping the door open for yeah. Odell Beckham. Is it that his receivers can't get open? And if that's the case, we talk about this with Jalen Hurts, right? When you start to lose some of your pieces because you can't keep Amari Cooper, what type of quarterback are you? Remember, they had to go make a big trade so that Dak Prescott can be the quarterback that we yeah, look at him as Cooper. today. 
But do you think, think, they, think they bounce back big this week against Jacksonville? I think they win Staring the game at a showdown Saturday night next week against Philly. I don't care how many points they win the game by. Jacksonville's playing well, right? Yeah. If you started the season a month ago, by the way, as you said, the Cowboys, I believe, would be undefeated. Right. So, like, it's not – I think we hold them to a different standard. I, I think I think they're fine. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. I think they will win this game this week. They are 6-1 and one since he came back from the injury, and they're scoring a ton of points. But it hasn't always been pretty. In the meantime, we mentioned, uh, are they looking ahead already to Philly? Micah Parsons is already talking oh. – about Jalen Hurts. He was on Von Miller's podcast. He's asked a question about Jalen Hurts. You'll, in case you didn't hear it, I want to play you his answer again, and then I want you to hear the way the Eagles have responded. Go. If you look at the Eagles, is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's system and team. <laughs> Michael Parsons had some comments about your success and whether it was, you know, more attributed to yourself or or team and, and scheme. Here's to, to get your thoughts on that. We're worried about the Bears right now. Yeah, I'm gonna worry about the Chicago Bears this week, man. Uh, worry about this game. Marcus should worry about his game this week too. That's just how we focus. Run about our business. We got the Chicago Bears, not the Chicago Michael Parsons. I love it. I mean, quite candidly, I love it, right? This is, these it's are so the two refreshing. What's refreshing about it? It's refreshing, man, because, listen, thank, <laughs> first of all, thank you for a podcast because that's where players let down their guard yeah, and become honest. True. I'm so tired of this era of these guys that's on true. their kumbaya holding hands. I would never even speak to Nico whether I, I saw him in the street tonight like when we were both like playing. Bart. Now, you know, like, I didn't know Bart, but now they like want Bart. Now they want to sign jerseys and hug and pray after the game. What the hell? That's your opponent, man. This is supposed <laughs> to be a game about combat. We said we're playing patty <laughs> so, cake and talking about how's your mother, how's your family. I don't care about your kids. <laughs> quick, quick story, quick story. Bill one time said, you know, you guys in your trading jerseys, if you want to trade jerseys, it's going to cost you a thousand bucks. Yeah, <laughs> but the team got to replace it. You give away jerseys to so bump. if you want a 16 jersey swap a year, fine. But you're going to pay a hundred dollars a jersey. <laughs> no, a thousand, I think it was a thousand bucks. Okay. Not a hundred bucks. It was a thousand dollars a jersey. So, <laughs> we all accept the fact that we don't love the, the, the fraternizing between, and we like the fact that these two teams genuinely don't like each other. We're building it up. Yeah. Is there a truth to what is being said? Now, look, Micah Parsons has asked a question. And, and he's basically saying, yeah. because you know what it's doing. By answering the question that way, you are diminishing what Jalen Hurts has done. Whether you mean to or not, you are diminishing it by saying, look, it's a product of the system. He's got the best pieces around him. We wouldn't say that if Patrick Mahomes had the best pieces around him right now. We'd still say he's the best quarterback. Is it diminishing what Jalen Hurts has accomplished? It absolutely is, and that's what you want to do. You want it to sting a little bit if you're an opponent. But at the other side, if I was on the uh, Philadelphia side, where's the person bringing up the smoke? Don't give me all this nice guy stuff. I would say, well, what about Dak Prescott? My guy's better than your guy. Now say what? Because your guy can't do anything until they trade for Amari Cooper. So I need smoke on both sides, man. These dudes are too nice. Listen, you like never hear rugby. Michigan like saying nothing nice yeah. about Ohio State. You never it's hear nice. Florida saying nothing nice about Florida State. Mm-hmm. So why, when we get to the pros, do we need to be professionals? No, this is a kid's game, man. It's about hatred and pain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have the ability to ask another question. In pain. Uh, I was like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my person. I just, Nico, I like do you tackling. agree that the game is about hatred and pain? I was, I was a very, like, I was opposite of Bart. I was trying to, you know, get the job done, make as many plays as possible. Job is pain. I, I didn't want to hurt anybody, but it's okay. I mean, you know, you like pain. That's what Robert. Like that's pain. what Robitussin and Percocets is for. I don't like. like ain't my fault. Your, your pain is not my pain. I never took a part. So Bart is uh, very much in the holiday spirit here as we work our way towards <laughs> Christmas. Pain. Teams will play each other Dang. on Christmas Eve. Was 
bottom line. Two? Somebody got to go to sleep. Yes. That's Rocky Two. It's Rocky Three. Rocky Three. I got a lot of mold, too. Okay. Let me try and grab control of this again and ask a serious question. Sorry. Are the, the, the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They deserve to be considered that all the way through. Yes. Are the Cowboys their – no? Listen. Why did you Cooper, shake your head no? Because, listen, Cooper Rush winning, you know, the, the first game was closer than what we expected it to be. So, let's see the, the matchup, all teams, you but know, with their, with their guys. The Eagles are 12-1. and one. Man, that's like, man, that's like TCU, man. That's a fluffed-up schedule, man. That's a soft schedule. Okay, so who you're did, not who did they buying Philly. Well, who did they beat? Cowboys are playing the They beat the team. They beat 12 teams. I understand that, but who did they beat? You know, they, the did it with their back, they did it with their backup quarterback. So, the, 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 the beauty of Philly is that they've been healthy the entire year. Yeah. None of that matters, man. It's 0-0 when you get into the postseason. None of that matters. You, are the Cowboys on the same level as the Eagles? A week no. from Saturday night is the, no. You I don't think the they're level. as good. No, in the last two seasons, the Eagles lead the NFL in rushing, and Jalen Hurts is a big part of that. As and, good. And 20 touchdowns on the ground. I don't think they're as good. It's a pick em, Greeny. It's a pick em. If they play each other with well, Dak Prescott, play it's each a pick other. They're playing each they're other. They're playing each other a week least, from Saturday. At least one more time. At in least Dallas. one more time. Uh, are the Cowboys the biggest contender, or the biggest threat to them? Or, or, or are the Eagles, do people think the Eagles, is everyone buying in fully? Because Bart is not wrong. Their schedule has been soft. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are are at the top of the NFC. San Francisco? I, I think San Francisco maybe, but we'll, we'll see. They, they play good defense, but they, right, they're, they're losing people like crazy. Yeah. Right? Right? Debo Samuel, cool. we haven't seen them play without him yet. So listen, I, I think they're close. I would favor the Eagles right now because they're the ones that would get the bye and the home gift. If the Cowboys could somehow overcome that and finish first, then I would flip and say I'd favor the Cowboys. That's how close I think they are. Well, they're going to need the Eagles to lose somewhere else, yes. and then Dallas has to beat them when they meet a week from Saturday. That game will be in Arlington. As we continue Speaking of huge games this weekend, Saturday night, is it about to get worse for Tua and the Dolphins? Will the Bills pass rush and the snow make Tua's life miserable in western New York? Plus, will it be a Brock party in the playoffs? Are the Niners actually the biggest threat in the NFC? Can San Francisco beat Philly with a rookie quarterback? We'll answer that question, but first we'll see if Graziano can answer this. The Niners have the number one defense in the NFL. What is the last Super Bowl champion to lead the NFL in scoring defense. Ninko knows. Uh, Ninko, he says Ninko knows, I'm which suggests saying. to me Graziano knows. We'll find out next. Get up on ESPN. I'm just saying. We're pretty good. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Right, Graziano seemed very confident Nick go? in this. Let's and go. He also, he, 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 he knows everything about Super Bowls. So, who was the last Super Bowl champion to lead the NFL in scoring defense? Ninko and the Patriots led the NFL in scoring defense the year they came back on the Atlanta Falcons down 25 points in the Super Bowl. I don't know if anybody's done it since, but I remember that, and I'm sure they did it, so that's my guess. 16 Patriots. And that is correct. That's right, yes. That is correct. I scored that year, I think. 16 Patriots you are right. Scoop and score. Ninko even scored. Am I coming over there? I'm just going to stay right We're talking about limiting points, but that's awesome that you scored. I scored once. That's fantastic. Oh, limited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did limit a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One way or another, you know who's running up the score is Graziano. I yeah, mean, yeah. he is obliterating him now in their really season-long head-to-head. I, I think this is over. 36 to 20. Oh, it's, it's long since over. Yeah, now over. You're, you're just it's running up the over? score, and I love it. In the meantime, two questions a day. Watch. Let's run the hurry up through some news around the NFL, <laughs> oh, okay. Dan, while I have you here, because there's job. a lot out there, including we yeah. saw what happened to Russell Wilson in that game last week. What's the situation? Well, he's in concussion protocol, so he has to progress through this. I mean, look, you can't – I say this every time. You can't – put a Ooh. timeline on the concussion because everyone progresses through it differently. Is it possible he plays this weekend? Yes, if he clears the steps in the proper order. But obviously they're going to watch this closely and it's entirely possible that you will see Brett Rippon starting the game uh, for Denver this weekend. I sincerely doubt you'll see Lamar Jackson starting the game Saturday for Baltimore. Tyler Huntley is in concussion protocol, but he actually was able to practice yesterday. So they have high hopes for him being able to, uh, again, unless it sees a recurrence of concussion symptoms. But Lamar Jackson likely out another week with that knee injury. I think it's most likely Tyler Huntley. And then the 49ers play tonight, and rookie quarterback Brock Purdy is dealing with you know, a a rib injury that he suffered in the game the other day. Indications are that he'll be good to go, uh, but, you know, he he might be playing hurt. It's interesting to see if he'll be able to make it all the way through this game, depending on what Seattle can do uh, on defense. But, yes, I think Brock Purdy likely plays tonight for the 49ers. All right, so let me bring the rest of the guys back in here as as we look ahead to this game, because we've been talking about what a huge weekend this is in the NFL, and this one here is a monster game tonight. The 49ers actually can clinch the division if they win this game tonight, and no team has ever needed an injured quarterback less than the 49ers. Niners do. As it is, Brock Purdy is their third option. Let's put the picks up here on the screen, and I would ask you this question. Bart Scott is the only one of us who Hmm. likes San Francisco. When we were talking about Dallas and Philly, I felt like you wanted to put the 49ers in that discussion. With with a rookie quarterback who was the last pick in the draft, you think they are a, a, a legit Super Bowl threat? Coaching matters, right? They have the best play caller in the game, but also you look at the weapons and the, the scheme versatility that they have. In the playoffs, you need to pack your run game and your defense, and that has nothing to do with who's behind center. Even if they go with Josh Johnson, you know, coming in, he's a he's a veteran. We watched him light it up last year with the Jets. He's a guy that can come in and be serviceable. That's all you're asked to do. When you have the best left tackle in the game, you know, it's, it's, easy, it's, it's user-friendly. 
right? Because you can go back there and burp the baby because you have the best left tackle in the game that's playing at a high level. You have a great tight end. You have a rare reference. Uh, that's what he when, when the quarterback pats the football. That's what he means by burp. Every now and again, I feel like I Once need to again, do it like this. It, something's going on in his head it's, we it's can't like a, hear. It's like, a, yeah. a Bart English English Bart dictionary is one of the things that we <laughs> need sometimes. <laughs> How about the rookie quarterback, though? At the end of the day, it's not just any rookie. Yeah. He hasn't been starting all year. This is a rookie quarterback who came on in week, what was it, 13. If you're playing defense against them, what are you thinking? Oh, man, you're, you're, you're waiting for your opportunity to create a turnover. And when you're playing a young quarterback, you're licking your chops because you know you're going to have a chance. There's going to be an opportunity here for the Seahawks to take advantage of playing a young player. So mm-hmm. if you're the 49ers, what do you do? You try to rely on those go-to guys like McCaffrey, like Kittle, get the ball out of the young guy's hand quickly, hand it off. That's the easiest way to do it. But I do think that when you're playing a young guy, especially a rookie, you're, you mix in coverages and you try to don't show what you're about to run. Uh, Graziano, I feel like you have been somewhat skeptical of San Francisco I all have. the way through. Uh, the not one thing that has to be said about them, I mean, somewhat skeptical. I'm not I saying they're a good team. Good, yeah. but not great. Here, here's what they're great at. They're great at defense. They are. They are the best defense in the National Football League. So if these young quarterbacks, whoever they wind up being, assuming it is Purdy, if he just doesn't make enormous mistakes and puts up 17 to 20 points, that could be enough, no? It could. It's Thursday night. We have we don't see a lot of scoring in the Thursday night games, right? But Seattle needs this game more. Like I was on for, I switched in the meeting. Okay. Go talk me into this. Switch to Seattle. I think it's I think it's a close game. Seattle needs the, the game more. Niners clinched the division with a win tonight. Can totally see Seattle. You know, rally. Not not a, not an uh, you know and not not Pete our watch, Carroll. Pete right? Carroll. And Pete Carroll. By coaching matters. Seattle's coach pretty good too. Yeah, he right? is. So I, I think you know, the 49 I do believe the 49ers are a very good team. What I pushed back on was when everybody's saying Super Bowl favorites. I mean, they're in the conversation, though. They people should be, they put should them be the favorite. Like, the favorite. And no Debo. That matters? No, right? He, he'll be back. He's not, out not for the, he's not out for the duration. But Ayuk is a, is a good – he's still got Ayuk. You still have Kittles. You still have McCaffrey, who's capable of playing receiver and give you the same productivity <laughs> from the slot that Debo Samuels can give you. And then all they have to do is bring up check. So that's what I mean. They have so much scheme versatility <laughs> that they can adapt to whoever they're facing and do make them do what they don't do well. And they're physical. Physicality wins all the time. Physicality makes cowards of us all. Get so, punched in the face, see how you respond. So, Ninko, if you were doing like the, the, the rankings, like the college football playoff yeah. committee does every weekend in the NFC, in what order would you put the top teams? You got Philly, you got San Francisco, you got Dallas. You want to put Minnesota in the conversation? Most yeah. people aren't buying. In what order would you put them? I would them? probably put Obviously, number one, Eagles. Is Philly. No, number two, I'd go 49ers. You would put them I'd second. Put, I'd put them second, and then I'd go Cowboys three. And then, honestly, after that, who cares? Because it's a it's a toss up. It, it really it doesn't. Like matter. There's a lot of West Coast bias going on too because we we're not fortunate enough to see them play and see how dominant they are. You saw what they did to the King to the Goat. Maybe the man the Goat was over there. Yo, here's come Cycle Town with this tablet. Nah, man, get out of here. Yeah, I mean their defense their defense is legitimately that good. The it question is. is, can the rookie quarterback give them enough? They have a big game tonight. As we continue speaking of quarterbacks that need to get it done, is everything about to get a whole lot worse for Tua and the Dolphins? Will the Bills pass? rush and the snow make his life miserable on Saturday night? We'll answer that question next. It's Get Up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals back and this is overreaction thursday graziano is here here's what i'm going to do i'm going to say some things that i think people are generally saying and you're going to tell me if those things are overreactions so if people are saying carolina is going to overtake tampa and win the nfc south is that an overreaction it's not an overreaction it wouldn't surprise me if any of those four teams won the nfc south right now i don't like any of them including the bucks i, I tried to stick with brady and the bucks for a while saying who do you trust the most to win that division they're not showing anything right now. And they have another tough one against the Bengals this week. Carolina, big win against Seattle last weekend. They're playing really hard for their interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, mm-hmm. who wants to keep that job. Don't be, don't be surprised. If, if not for that helmet thing, they lost a game, a crazy game member when the player took I the helmet remember. off. And Carolina would be tied for first in the division if that didn't happen. All right, if someone were to say the Bengals will keep winning and secure the number one seed in the AFC. Would that be an overreaction? No, because they beat the Chiefs. And if they keep winning, that means they will beat the Bills in a couple weeks on Monday Night Football. Yep. And if that happens, if they keep at it, they could end up with the best record and all the tiebreakers. So, look, I, the way they're playing right now, I mean, without guys, right? They don't have T. Higgins for the last game. Tyler Boyd gets hurt. They still have no problem beating a team that they, that they never could beat in Cleveland. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Titans. They're as good as anybody right now and is dangerous. No quarterback is playing better than Joe Burrow is playing. Yeah, that game is in Cincinnati, by the way, the one against Buffalo in a couple of weeks. And then, if I were to say the Dolphins will miss the playoffs, is that an overreaction? I still think it's an overreaction, but they look a little leaky, right? Like, it's not it's not great right now. I still think the way they're sitting in the standings, the teams that have to come get them, I, I still think they're going to be all right. I, I don't have them winning this weekend in Buffalo, but I think they'll, they'll figure it out enough to hold on to that six or seven seed. Chrissy, can we get a shot of Bart? Bart Scott's face because Bart Scott the the, the universal sign for Bart disagrees is his face right now as you were saying that Bart dropping a one eyebrow on me Bart is not buying the the Dolphins in 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 Buffalo on Saturday night look let's show you why okay Saturday night game time wind chill temperature about 20 degrees with two to four inches of snow 
coming from sunny Miami, and of course he grew up in Hawaii, Tua Tungavailoa, we all expect bad things. Here's what he's saying about it. I think for me, um, it's understanding, you know, that could could get many things. Could be snowing, could rain, I don't know. For me, at least, it's a mindset thing. And if I'm too focused and worried about, is it too cold? Can I really grab the ball? Then, I, you know, I would say I'm focused on the wrong things. It'll be hard to, to play that way going down there against a really good team. Look, I mean, here's the reality of it. For whatever it's worth, he has never won a game where the temperature was uh, below 50 degrees. It's going to be obviously much colder than that. By QBR, he has played his three worst games in the three games where the temperature was under 50 degrees. And I will remind you, I mean, he grew up in Hawaii. That's the reality of it. He played at Alabama. He was quoted this week as saying, well, I've seen snow in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's going to be a, a whole bunch of snow in Orchard Park this weekend. How much of a factor is the weather Saturday night, Bart? I mean, see, so when you're going to play outside in bad weather, what do you usually do? You have wet ball drills to prepare for it, right? It's nothing you can do in Miami to prepare for playing in those type of elements. And it's things, it's not just mental, it's physical. Because something <laughs> happens to the football when it gets cold. It gets hard and it becomes extremely slick because the oil from the ball comes out and it makes it slick. So you have to consider maybe wearing a glove or maybe figuring out how you're going to you know, account for it. Secondly, you have to figure out what you're going to do as far as your footwear. Because what happens is when those little bees and BBs get hard, they become like ice. So come out of breaks and cutting. You have to learn how to sink your hips when you come out of a cut because you lose your footing. So you talk about guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle that hasn't played on those type of surfaces, not being able to run certain type of routes. So it's all the things that you have to be able to consider when you're playing in cold weather games. They don't have experience in it, so they don't know what to do. Nico, you played all those years yes. in New England. And, and we all understand. I mean, weather is it, why are you laughing? Because, because the oil doesn't come out of the ball. The science of Bart's brain. No, no. No, no, the, the ball is slick because of the humidity when it gets cold. That's why you have to have a humidifier. In okay, your humidity house. when that, it gets cold. Humidity tomato, is, tomato. There's no humidity, so the ball is, is slippery. So that's why, like a quarterback, you have hand warmers. So, but it's still slippery. Put a little bit of wetness right? in there. It's slippery because the humidity is out okay, of it. It's dry I'm, air. Okay, the so rain's the ball, And the ball isn't pigskin anymore. It's leather. Okay, but so I, get what, it. I mean, whether the oil comes out of the pig, <laughs> but it doesn't come out of the ball. They rub the ball, they get the wax off the ball. It's wax. Here's the question. Let me ask the actual question, okay? You yes. played in New England all those years. Yes. When the Dolphins would come in, and th- this is a reality for the Miami yeah. Dolphins, they have a home field advantage unlike Definitely. any other early, yes. and then they have this disadvantage late. It, and they got to go to Buffalo Saturday and New England in a couple of weeks. Cold. Yeah. How much of a difference does it make? My fingers hurt. That's what they're going to be saying. But listen, we played Miami, I think it was week 16, maybe in 2010, and they had to come to our place, and it was negative five. It was crazy wind chills. Your beer would freeze if you didn't drink it within 15 seconds. Right. But I remember walking out. That's what my dad told me, by the way. Drinking beer before the My game. dad was. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm walking out to the huddle, and I look over and happen to look at the, the huddle of the offense. Yeah. And all the offensive linemen were like this. They were like this. <laughs> they had their hands like this. Yeah. They're all cuddled together. And I looked at Mess and Mayo. Barbecue chicken. It's over. So it's you're saying you got over. it right then. You got you're it. You're done. Yeah, because you, you're not ready for it. You're not ready for it. And that's what that's before you hit anybody. Because when it's cold, the your hel- everything's hard. hard. Your helmet, you, you don't want to take your helmet off. Because you take your helmet off, everything freezes. Your fingers hurt. Everything. Let me show you the way the Dolphins are handling this. I mean, and, and I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign, but they're 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 leaning into it. They're not pretending it's not real. That, I mean, there's Mike McDaniel with a shirt that says, "I wish it were colder." That, but that lets me know that it's in your mind. 
Like, you mean to tell me last week they couldn't handle 55 degrees. Who would pack heaters to go to Los Angeles? <laughs> that lets you know that they're mentally soft. You know, just like when you go to the mile high, they tell you how high you are. When you go down yeah, to Miami, you're in there, they tell you they got a thermometer right there, tell you how, how hot it is. Hot it, yeah. They're going to let you know how cold it is. And what Nico's not talking about is how even if you're a pass rusher like Bradley Chubb, if you're not used to playing on one of the worst turfs, you know, you know it's not like the Bills have great turf. Those rubber pellets, they freeze together and get stuck. So you don't have footing. So sometimes you got to wear nubs or rubber soles. You don't even wear screw-ins. It's a lot to being able to play effectively in a game like that. And Buffalo knows where all the wet spots are. Miami don't. This is the kind of detail that you only get on this program. You got the oil from the pig. You got the nubs. You got all that stuff. (laughs) We got Bill Nye, the science guy. Let's put put the picks on the screen. Let's see if anybody is buying here. Because, listen, here's the the point. I mean, Graziano, you're going up there. Look, all of us think, all of us think, yes. (laughs) Take some pigskin. I got a a snowmobile for you. Here's here's, here's the reality. The whole world thinks Miami has no chance in this game. That's correct. And the whole world is seldom right about things. So what? So give, give me this. Give, give, give me the scenario where Tua goes up there and shocks everybody and plays a really good game. Then what? Then what are we saying in here on Monday morning? Josh Allen gets snowed in and can't get out of his house. Like I mean, that's a scenario like that. I don't. Buffalo's built to play this game. They're they're peaking at the right time. Miami's coming off two straight losses. They're trying to figure out how the last couple teams defended them Tyreek and injured. what went wrong. Tyreek's banged up. Jalen Waddle's banged up. Like I, I think it sets up very very badly for Miami. I. I I, I could give you a scenario, but it would involve a lot going wrong for Buffalo. You know what it would be? It would be like last year when the Patriots went up to Buffalo and won that Monday night game. Without no one could the throw the ball. And it, it was it's conditions like that where it's complete coin flip no matter and this the quality is where of the team comes into, This is where Armstrong comes into play, too. So we talk about you know, how accurate he is. Yeah. This one, Armstrong, can, you know, Josh Allen has the type of arm that can cut the wind. Tom Brady had you know, arm that can cut through the wind. This is big for Tua's legacy as well because we've just automatically crowned him the future quarterback. If he loses five games, five out of the last six yeah. games, what are you saying about him as a quarterback that he can answer the bet? I'll tell you what he bet not do because if I'm a defender, I've seen that you starting to run again, Tua, and you start to lean forward. That ground is hard, and if somebody tackles you as a runner and not a quarterback – it can be trouble. That win streak they went on when he came back also. For what it's worth, they beat Pittsburgh, the Lions, the Bears, the yep. Browns, the Texans. So maybe there was a little bit of the schedule involved in this as well. We will see. Meantime, that's a fascinating division. Sneaky big news from the AFC East as well coming from the New York Jets where quarterback Mike White was limited at practice yesterday with a rib injury that he suffered when he just got shellacked by the Bills repeatedly last week. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson has been elevated to the number two quarterback. But I want to hear what Keyshawn had to say this morning on ESPN Radio about the Jets quarterback situation. The only way Zach Wilson is going to get underneath the center as the number one guy again, Mike White cannot play, or he has such a, just a, I mean, just trolls, he's thrown six interceptions in the first half, is the only way Zach Wilson is going to see the field this year. They're in the middle of a playoff run. The locker room doesn't like Zach Wilson. They don't want him as a quarterback. Everybody's rooting and hoping and praying that Mike White gets healthy enough to take the field. That's the only way Zach Wilson's going to see the field this year. 
So that, that's Keyshawn, again, the former Jet. You're the former Jet. Like, what is your sense of that? Now, Zach Wilson, I'll, I feel the need to keep reminding everybody, was the second pick in the draft a year ago. This is only a second season, yeah. and now they have acted as though they couldn't even put him out there as the backup. They have demoted Joe Flacco because they discovered this past weekend that Joe Flacco actually retired three years ago, just didn't <laughs> tell anybody. So they had no choice but yeah. to do this. But is that right? I mean, are, are the Jets just that hesitant based on the locker room and other things to give Zach Wilson? Any chance. It's really hard to improve during season. Mike White is the better quarterback right now. He's the older quarterback. He's a guy that you know has faced a lot of adversity and came back on the other side. And Mike White won a lot of those guys over last week because of his toughness, his willingness to stand in the pocket. It just the ball comes out of his hand. He has better pre-snap recognition. He knows where to go with the football. You've seen, you know, to me, a a you know future top five, top ten talent come to life in Garrett Wilson, who struggled when Zach Wilson was there because of his inability to read coverages holding on to the football. Mike White plays the quarterback the way that this system you know, you know, demands of his quarterback. Can Zach Wilson improve? Yes, but it's hard to improve during the season. And right now, I think the team is rallying around Mike White. It's not that they hate Zach Wilson. He just has a lot of growing up to do in leadership, growing in the leadership um, aspect. When you're a defensive player and you see your quarterback take the kind of beating, and I, I yeah. mean, Mike White for those of you who didn't see the game, and we can show you some of the video, I mean, you, you seldom see a quarterback get hit repeatedly the way he did this past week and kept on coming. This was the most egregious one where he just gets folded in half like by Matt chair. Milano. When, when you see your – and he came back from this, and he finished the game. When you see that, Ninko, what do you think of your no, guy? You just know that you got a tough guy on your hands, and, and no matter what, he's going to put himself in the position to be on the field for, for his team. Those hits are big hits. I mean, those hurt. Those are like liver shots. Like you saw instantly when he got hit, he was in pain, yeah. pain, pain. So, you know, when you're when you're a teammate, you look at that and you say, "All right, he's getting hit like that. I'm this this ain't so bad. Like, yeah. let's go out here and and let's try and win this game um, as a as a group, as a unit." So, again, you went over the linebackers, you went over the defenders, like you did a good job. It goes a long you know, way. It, it goes mean, a long way for respect. And the game is built on respect. Yeah. You know, usually a guy walks in, you're you're watching, you're looking. Selflessness. Yeah. How do you how does this guy respond to certain situations? Contracts, draft status, none of that matters. It's it's toughness, it's performance. I thought it was built on hatred and pain. That's what I learned <laughs> earlier. Those are third and fourth ingredients. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. Respect. Hatred and pain. Start with respect. And by the way, let's put the picks up because yeah. it is worth pointing out, Jets-Lions on Sunday here at, at MetLife Stadium it's is a, a monster game. Yeah. game. game. It's a tough game to pick. It the is. Lions have been hot as can be, but they're playing outdoors now. Yeah. Jared Goff Maybe has the a weather. record under 50 degrees as well. It, it, he has not been as good. They've been very, very good offensively, but the yeah. games have been in warm weather or dome situations. Don't do it. You're, You're taking the Lions. Team. You like Detroit. And now I'm wavering. Though, don't the waver. Thing, no, you know, and Jared Goff has a he has Lions. a history. He has a Lions history. Are playing, you know, the Lions obviously can score at a high level. That's been the case all year for them. Tightened it up a little on defense as the year has gone along. It's much harder to run on the Lions than it was earlier uh, in the year. And I think that if they can make the Jets one-dimensional and the quarterback's a little banged up. Great great matchups outside, though. You talk about Sauce and, and Ross St. Brown. You talk about DJ Shark. Yeah. You know, you got DJ Reed. You That's got some, it's some tough matchups. I match like up. this game. I, not, people think, I, you know. They should flex easy. it. Go ahead and Some of the games are tougher to pick than others, and this was one of them. And this game has enormous implications. The loser will be in significant trouble as yeah. far as the playoff picture. The winner will give themselves a real opportunity. By the way, we got volleyball tonight. The NCAA Women's Semifinals on ESPN and the app. San Diego takes on Texas, followed by Pittsburgh and Louisville. Should be a great evening in Omaha. You'll see all the action tonight here on ESPN. Coming up, 
Do you hear what Gronk had to say about his old buddy Tampa Tom Brady? Could Brady be going back where it all began? You don't want to miss this. You'll hear it next. It's Get Up on ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back, and the game is called Believe It or Not. Dan Graziano, if I said Josh Allen needs home field advantage to get to the Super Bowl this year, you believe it or not? I don't believe it. I think the Bills are good enough to win anywhere. I don't think this is the kind of team that – I think the home field advantage would be a great thing for them, but I also think they – I think they could go to Kansas City and win. I think they could go to Cincinnati and win. They're a high-level team that can win anywhere. Now, it looks like cold weather is going to be the threat of commonality pretty much across the top of the AFC playoff picture, however that goes. If I said Josh McDaniels is going to beat his former boss, Bill Belichick, on Sunday, believe it or not. I would say not. I, I think Ooh. the Patriots, uh, we understand what they are. They are what they are, both of these teams. But you look at the Raiders, they've underperformed across the board. They just got beat by Baker Mayfield with like two days notice yeah. and, and come, comes weird. back in the end and beats you. So, again, the Patriots and just running the football, that, that style that they're doing right now, yeah, it's boring, but I still think they come out with a win. And speaking of Belichick and McDaniels, how about Brady? Bart, if I said Tom Brady's going to play somewhere other than Tampa next year, you believe it or not? I do. I believe he's going home. Not to England, to New England, though. I think he's going back to San Francisco. I think he finished his career in San Francisco with a team that can carry him to the finish line to give him a record eight Super Bowls. It'll never be done again. Look, that's an interesting and tantalizing scenario. Another one would be him going back to New England. And if you're wondering, why do people keep talking about that? Well, Rob Gronkowski was talking about it on Fox News. He said, if Tom really wanted to, I'm sure it would be all open arms to go back to New England. I would just have to say all parties would need to want it. But he has the opportunity to go wherever he would love to go. It's Tom Brady. I'm going to focus for a moment here, my beloved former Patriot over there, Ninkovich, mm. on one phrase. I would just have to say all parties would need to want it. Let's go through the parties. Mm, would the parties. New England fans want it? Yes. Would the Kraft family want it? Of course. Would yes. Bill Belichick want it? Uh, <laughs> That's all party, right? Bill's, Bill's very set in his ways when it comes to evaluations. And, and, and where are we with Mac Jones? I mean, they, yeah, they like, the first-round pick on Mac Jones. He was, 15th, he was on the come last year. Exactly. You have a first-round quarterback that's young, not you know clo- closer to collecting Social Security like, right. like Tom is. <laughs> um, so I, I would assume that the organization wouldn't want to take a step backwards Signing Tom Brady for what, one season? Yeah, it'd be exciting and everyone would have a blast, except for if you watch them in, in the division, they've regressed and they're blasting the division with Tom Brady as your quarterback and you've seen 
the Buffalo Bills expand to what they are and the future of Miami, you know, we don't know what they're going to be. But you again, not about the Jets, really? The Jets, the Jets, the defense. Sorry, I, I can't I'm picture not Tom Brady coming to play for the Jets. I can't and I definitely I, I don't can't see picture it happening. him going to play for the New England Patriots. And no, the bottom no. line of it, if it's I'm a, Mac Jones, 325 million reasons why he, 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 he'll be a broadcaster right. at Fox, but they're going to wait for him as long as he wants. That's there. The bottom line of it is if he wants to keep playing and if he wanted to retire, he already tried that. He obviously didn't like it. Here's the bottom line of it. The other side, if I'm Mac Jones and I wake up in the morning and I have spent my second season in the NFL being coached by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, I'm screaming at everybody as they walk off because I know more offensive football than those guys do. And now all of a sudden I wake up and on Get Up, Rob Gronkowski is telling me Tom Brady might be coming back. What's Mac Jones thinking this morning? I mean, I think he's he's considering the source. Like, I mean, is Rob Gronkowski coming back? I think that's the biggest story because they've usually been a package deal. But, you know, I just think that, you know, Mac Jones is in a tough spot because he had a great first year, and it seems like the rest of the the um, division that's caught up and maybe even surpassed him. And, you know, he, it's a tough situation because he has two inexperienced, you know, uh, play callers. And, you know, he's, they have to figure out what he does well, and they need to be all in on, on Mac Jones because once you made that decision to turn the page from Tom Brady, you can't revisit that. How about it all, Dan Graziano? It's a fascinating scenario. Because the, the, the Brady hovering over New England will continue to exist until the day that he retires for a variety Maybe of, of reasons. Well, look, you don't want, we were talking about this in the meeting this morning. You don't want to be the guy who follows the guy. Right. Yeah. In Miami, they've been trying to figure that out since Dan Marino. In, in, in Denver, it's been a tough act with I'm John Elway. Buffalo. They had that little brief moment there, you know, with Peyton Manning because he was freaking Peyton Manning. But right. it's not so. It's not too many of those guys out there. This is not an easy scenario in no. New England. Remember that actually the guy that followed him was actually Cam Newton. Right. Like, no one's ever going to remember that. But right. yeah, look, I, I think it's a far-fetched scenario. I, I don't. I don't think that Rob Gronkowski is speaking from an informed position, right? I think he's just sort of saying what what other people are saying, like, wouldn't that be great? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he has inside information, but it doesn't seem like that, right? So I I think when Tom Brady went to Tampa, it was a just-add quarterback situation. Right. And and the New England England Patriots of 2023 do not look like they are going to be that. So if he's going to play next year, I think he's going to look for that kind of situation that he found his first year in Tampa when he went up and won the Super Bowl. As I think a lot of things would have to change in New England between now and then for him to consider that. Is San Francisco that? If you just plug Tom Brady into the 49ers next year, are they the favorites to win the Super Bowl? They plug into Purdy, and they still have a shot. People aren't saying, hey, it would be you know absurd if they won the Super Bowl. He has the best left tackle. He has a creative play caller, one of the best in the business. He has an array of weapons on the side, and he has a dominant defense. That's exactly what Peyton Manning had when he went to Denver. Ninko keeps talking about him retiring, and I get it. You know him way better than I do. It just feels to me like he had that opportunity to come back after everything that's oh. happened to him and, and to, to go out on this season, which has been – he's just walking around looking for someone to yell at every, just, all the I, time. I, what, what are you looking for? This It's a fairy tale ending right. walk-off Super Jerome Bowl Bennett. champion. But here's the problem. He done that. When you do that, you still think you can do it again and again and again. And at a certain point, it catches up to you. It's, you know – one more time. I, I'll go to the bank. One more time. I got away scot-free. Well, nope. We'll so, wait and see. Well, we know. I just don't, I just don't see the, the benefit of him going to another place, 
having a season like we saw this year, and then everyone's just like, yo, it's time to hang it up. You got young kids asking for your autograph. Hey, sir, you just threw me this interception. Right. You, hey, can, yeah. you, can you sign Signing the ball, ball to people please? that would pick them off? It, 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 it's rough. strange to watch. They're going to get beat down by Cincinnati again this week. Maybe someone in that division will put the Bucks out of their misery and not let them get into the playoffs, which, frankly, would be the best thing for all the rest of us. In the meantime, we have more to do here, and then first take is coming up next. Is Micah Parsons right about Jalen Hurts? Should the Cowboys be worried about Jacksonville? They'll answer all those questions and more. Top of the hour, first take here on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Right, we are back on Get Up, and let's finish it up where it began today. The Cowboys in Jacksonville are four-point road favorites, but we opened this morning with Rob Ninkovich putting the Cowboys on upset alert. You like Jacksonville this week, and listen, this is not a far-fetched pick by any means. Anyone who's paying attention to what the Jaguars and their young quarterback have done for the last month or so knows this is not an easy weekend for the Cowboys. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, the last five games, has thrown for 10 touchdown passes zero interceptions has the highest completion percentage in the NFL the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing good football so mm -hmm. yeah. the Cowboys are looking through Jacksonville at the next game and they're not taking them seriously they could easily lose this game. that next game is a week from Saturday the, the showdown with Philadelphia the one that will give them uh, their only real chance at becoming the one seed this year is there, is there really such a thing as a trap game in the National Football League do teams really look past an opponent when they have a big game the week before, the, the week remaining yeah and, and where it happens is in the film room in a study right because you don't really study your opponent and you're not familiar with the opponent so when they you go against players that you're not familiar with you don't realize how good they are because everybody looks like they suck or not as good as they are on film so you got to understand the Jacksonville Jaguars has had nine turnovers in the last couple of weeks that can be a, a pivotal part of the game as Dak Prescott turns the ball over a lot later how do you see it Cowboys I think the trap game for the Cowboys was last week and they survived it right that was Houston I think if that didn't get their attention then then nothing will I'm sure that they know about Jacksonville and how and how tough they are I, I think the Cowboys are the better team. I think they'll win. That's fair enough. Again, the weekend kicks off with a big game in the NFC West tonight, San Francisco and Seattle. We'll be talking about it with you tomorrow. Thanks for getting up. First Take starts now. Love and pain. <laughs>